Welcome to The Other 165. On this show, we want to talk about what to do when life happens, when things knock you down and discourage you throughout your week. Join us as we discuss how to stay encouraged and develop true relationships of love and discipleship. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. All righty. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of The Other 165. I am your host, as always, Aaron, and with me is my trusty co-host, Joel. How you doing, Joel? Hey, great, great. All right. So, what we want to talk about today, and we're not real sure how many episodes this, let's call it a series, will be. Um, at least two. Um but it's going to be sort of an encompassing topic, and we are going to pick through the subtopics. And the overall thing that we're really wanting to talk about is basically the next step. You know, we've we've talked about loving God, loving people, and all of that good stuff. So what about the practicality of living our daily lives and that's kind of honestly where this whole podcast came from it's the conversations that me and joel have had just to kind of bring this whole thing together anyway and this was obviously a topic that we're really passionate about and to sum it all up in one sentence, it is basically we want to try and glorify God in all things and everything we do, bringing it back to that. Because really, if you're doing that, like if you're if you're really truly examining yourself and knowing that every move that you make is in service or in honor of Jesus, then I mean, you can't really find much wrong with that. No, obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's not a completely um, perfect system because we are imperfect. But um, honestly, it's what we are striving for. So um, to jump right in, um, I have a verse that we're going to start with. And it is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Hmm. So we, we both can attest to this, that like that's, that's not just a feel-good, sound-nice sentence. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's real. It's a, it's a real thing, you know what I mean, to, and I'm not, I'm not talking like you go to church and get your, your weekly spiritual experience and you walk out and you're like, yeah, I feel a little bit better, but kind of like we were talking on the last episode, when you fully start to surrender, when you fully start to give over your, um, uh, your life your your will to the will of god like you don't want the same things that you did before you're not the same person that you were before and that is on purpose and it's not to say that it's easy <laughs> but no, it's it's the most rewarding thing that i have ever experienced yeah, not like it. And especially like for me, it's always been one of those things of understanding and being realistic in the sense of um, your past, in the sense of understanding that all of us have made mistakes. All of us basically, uh, when we came to Christ, we knew for a fact that we needed help. And the one person that can help us in all things is him. And uh, it's, it's a new thing, you could say, in the sense of like one word. Um, a new creation in the sense of him giving us a new life. And with that new life comes challenges and changes and things like that because we cannot do the 
things we used to do in order for us to change completely. And that's where you can say the struggle does happen. I mean, with the topics we'll touch on, you'll hear different topics in the sense of that um, or certain things that can help you change in the sense of basically becoming that new person that you'll have to give up certain things. And I, it was a struggle for me. It was like in my teens, especially, it was certain things that I still um, wanted to hold on to. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I know I have experienced this. Um, I, I think it's, it's probably true of anyone. I, I feel like especially people who were raised in church. Um, I'm sure you've experienced this, but it's almost like, you know, the the pastor or whoever will preach like, you know, if you just come up to this altar, you're going to change right now. Like God can change you right now. And, I, and that's absolutely true. I mean, I'm not questioning the sovereignty of God right now. I would never do that. But the I feel like sometimes with something like that is I know a lot in my life that um, the changes that have come, the change is not only the the powerful thing that's happening. It's also the process of going through the change. You know what I mean? Like there's a step-by-step thing that, you know, the end game is the change, but also you're learning every step of the way of all of these different stages of development. So uh, there, there are times when, you know, it's, the, the change that's going to happen in you is going to be a process. It's going to be a grind sometimes yeah. because it's a lot of, it can, it can take a lot of effort. But anyway, um, I, I say that, I say all that to say that sometimes I would get really frustrated because, you know, I would even go up, go up to the altar and have my, have my spiritual experience and, and feel great. But then you walk out the door and then you're back in life. You know what I mean? And you're like, well, well, wait, I, 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 I still want to do that thing that I was doing before and I know I shouldn't, you know what I mean? And it can be, and it's like instant failure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, I, I must have not, I must have did something wrong up at the altar. I must have, I must have said something. <laughs> I must have, you know, I, I, I didn't have my, my hands raised high enough because God didn't change me. Well, at the same time, he might want to bring you through the entire process, not just you're healed, you're different. You know, like, yes, maybe along the way, little by little, but a lot of times there's a process involved. So, and and go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, and I agree with you. It's, it's one of those things that we, me, um, also trusting him through the process is yeah. the biggest process is because like you said, you'll have your spiritual experience when you get in prayer, prayed for, but that's the, that's the first step, just trusting him through that process. And it's, um, yes, sir. it's, it's amazing because there'll be different times and understanding that, um, daily or something like that, there'll be mistakes acknowledging and confessing those mistakes are basically some of the biggest points in your life in the sense of showing growth because if you can't accept and acknowledge those basic steps then it's basically going to natural growth right yeah and the one thing that i've started to learn too is to i mean you don't want to be nonchalant about it like oh screwed up again. He'll forgive me. All right. But, you know, to not get too down about it to like, ah, you know, happened again, or, you know, I'm thinking that way again, but you know, God, forgive me, help me and start over. Just keep going. Just keep at it. No, which is a good point because like basically it's something like that understanding and like not being nonchalant about your mistake. But like you said, like just going through it in a different way. Right. 
And that kind of, that'll bring us nicely to a, another um, verse that we want to talk about because it is a perfect representation of what we're talking about and how a daily, you know, minutely <laughs> strive to just constantly just keep getting better, just keep working at it, just keep trying to get closer to God. And it comes from Romans 12 and 2. And it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Hmm. So a couple of things. I, really, I love this verse, and I want to talk about a couple of different things. You know, we talk a lot about in and out of church, you know what I mean, and how it's easy in church. But there's never going to be a time where you're not going to have to go back into the world. You know what I mean? You're still going to have to go to your job. You're going to have to, you know, raise your kids, go home and struggle through things that test your faith. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, you're not always going to be in the most uh calming environment so it's just about learning how to be in those situations that you've always been in but having a different attitude and looking looking at it through a different lens and paul talks about being transformed by the renewal of your mind changing your mind is the main part because um, I agree. I remember, um, I used to say like when my father would take us to go do certain, like say, uh, food ministries or whatever, something like that. As a young person, I would be like, here we go again, you know, two hours of my life that I'm, you know, can't go play, you know what I'm saying? And then right. as I started getting closer to Christ and started, uh, you know what I'm saying, being transformed, um, I <laughs> didn't look at it it's something like that anymore. I more looked at it as a lesson that I was going to be able to be uh, learned. Um, and a lot of times I thought I was going there to be a blessing when I didn't realize like sometimes I was like, there were sometimes I would go there and I would learn a lesson just due to the fact of people's experiences and all that other stuff. But if I didn't go with an open mind, if I just went there like, hey, here's your stuff, have a good day, um, I would lose so much. And there's a lot of times, even at two, even at work, if I go there sometimes and I know for a fact, like I'm thinking like, man, it's going to be another day. We're busy. I just got to da 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 You know what I'm saying? I'm going to miss right. something. But when I change my thought in a sense of being like, man, you know, um, it's a busy day, which is good because that guarantees I get to work. Um, and we're going to get through this because we're going to show that we're well qualified to do this job, that we all wind up having a better day out of that whole thing and just trusting God through that whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, that that's really what these next couple episodes are all going to be about, is just allowing the renewal of your mind. Because if if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, um, if you're gonna you know strive to live for God, but you're not going to allow Him to change the way you see the world, then it's it's not really going to do you a lot of good. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the beauty of it is that you don't have to, you don't have to be the same person that you were, <laughs> you know? And, um, the, uh, the bad news out of that, um, out of that verse that we read though is, it doesn't say by living an easy life or by, you know, sitting back and eating Cheetos while you watch football. No, this is some it says <laughs> it says that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So that means it's 
not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be a picnic. And I mean, I, this is actually pretty applicable to my scenario, to my situation in the past couple of weeks. I've been kind of struggling a bit and, um, I actually, uh, I talked a little bit with the pastor of this church I was going to, and I was texting him back and forth, and I was kind of, I was sharing with him a couple of the things that I've been struggling with lately, and he was the one who told me that, um, you know, it's not always the output of what you're doing. Sometimes it's the process, and that's kind of what put into perspective that it's not always going to be just, God, I need this. There you go. Have fun. A lot of times there is a process involved so that we can learn along the way and be better for it when he finally does on his time, give us what we need. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it takes effort. It takes, um, constant attention to, to move toward that, which can be a struggle in and of itself, but it's very rewarding. Yeah. Cause I mean, you think about with the test, I always, Think about with the test in the school, it's basically the test and make sure you understand the material that was presented before you. When we get a test in life, it's basically just to make sure we understand that God is there. Are we going to trust him? And how are we going to seek him in a sense of trusting him even more to get through this test? And um, like you said, with that process, sometimes it takes a couple of days. It's not a snap of the finger in the sense of getting things through and being done with uh, but as we go through it, are we going to seek him more or are we going to seek him less? And if we seek him less, then it means that basically that process may take longer. We seek him more, basically that process, you know what I'm saying, is going to be a lot easier because we're not in it alone. So when, because like I know with me, if I pull away and I stop seeking him um, in whatever I'm doing, um, then it makes everything a lot harder. And I can feel um, alone, not because he left me, but because I left him. Right. And it's, it's funny sometimes that when you realize that you have pulled away from him, you, you kind of just like, well, duh. It's like, God, I don't feel close to you. God, I haven't heard from you. God, what, I don't know what to do. And then you really start to think like, well, I haven't prayed in five days and I haven't open my Bible in five days and you know what I mean? Just kind of like you, you really start to examine, notice stuff like that. You start to notice that maybe it's not him that's being, you know, distant. It's me. I'm the one who's off doing my own thing, but still expecting him to just, you know, kind of like a vending machine, like, well, um, I'm ready for this, so let me punch this in. Why isn't it? Maybe it's maybe it's stuck on the hook. Let me shake it a bit so it falls. It's not really like that. I think that's where it's beautiful in the sense of understanding with something like that. If you're there with him, you're there with him through all things. And like you said, like it's not a routine in a sense of like, oh, I have to read for this long. I have to pray for this long. No, honestly, it's something. Sometimes you need to turn your clock off and just be in the experience and just read and just pray and then just trust. So we're going to move into our actual um, discussion for this, for this episode. And um, it's going to be the first part of glorifying God in all things. Um, but first we're going to talk about what, it, what does that mean to, to glorify him? And I looked up a, couple of definitions to kind of simplify it and the the thing that I like the the definition that I would use would be to to honor him 
So that would be my, like, if you take nothing else away from any of these episodes, take away the fact that if you can just get to a point in your life where you have the presence of mind to ask yourself in literally everything you do, is this in some way bringing honor to God? Like, <laughs> you know what I thought of when, when I was, when I was writing this? No. Nah. I was thinking of those, what would Jesus do bracelets? <laughs> when, when those were so huge. Um, but of course that, it, that was, you know, if you're, if you're actually going to make that a part of your life and for every decision you make, you think, what would Jesus do then? That, yeah, I mean, it's kind of similar to what I'm saying, but um, <laughs> I just thought of that and it made me laugh. But um, that would be how I would say we could start to make better decisions is, is yeah. this bringing honor to God? And I have another verse that I want to read. It is Colossians 3.17, and says, Whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So it doesn't say, you know, just the things that you do on Sunday or, you know, the, the things that are easy or the things that, it says all things. So in every Thing you do and every decision you make and everything you should ask am I doing this in the name of Jesus or in the name of Aaron <laughs> no which is, which is true and I think like giving him full credit full control of everything makes it a lot easier because I mean that's honestly where uh, a lot of people fall in a sense of their pride because they want to say me 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 i've done this i've done that and um when we're giving god the glory and we're knowing for a fact that that's all him and we're doing it all for him then there's nothing no better feeling at the end of the day amen where we want to start with glorify god in all things is relationships how do we glorify god in our relationships and I know there's going to be a little bit of overlap of our episode with love your neighbor because glorifying God in our relationships is largely just loving people. But I definitely think it was important enough to um, add to that anyway. So we're going to talk about how do we glorify God in our relationships. So what's been so cool about um, the process of going through these episodes and kind of, you know, I do um, research and, you know, put together my notes for these, for these episodes. Um, something that's been so cool, and it happened for this episode too, where my regular Bible reading that I just do for my own devotion lines up with the topic that um, that we're talking about. Like I've been, I think it was yesterday and today was um, Colossians and Colossians is very much so just how to treat people. And so it's been, it's been very cool to uh, just kind of like, Oh, how topical. <laughs> and um, the first thing we want to talk about is how do we glorify God in our relationships is controlling or being mindful, as my wife would say, of what we say and how we say it. No, I, honestly, I think it's true, though. It's something that somebody may think of. And I mean... Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But honestly, the dumb part about that is something like that. Words do hurt. 
<laughs> yeah. And yeah. and so it's one of those schoolyard things that were said that, you know what I'm saying, that we're supposed to be like, oh, those words don't hurt me and da-da-da. That's probably part of the reason why uh, some relationships struggle due to the fact if, if, I, if I say certain things to my wife, and we always joke about it like in a sense of uh, marriage, uh, I don't ever lie. Like, I never lie to my wife. Like I've, I've lied to her before. I'm not saying I've never lied to her, but um, I'm human. Um, that dress look good on you? Oh yeah. No, I'm fine. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like in the sense of um, uh, many different things that we do in a sense of our words and our relationship, controlling our mouth, which is, I'll tell you, is like the biggest struggle for me um, in a sense of not being flip, as some people say. Mm. Well, and I mean, it, it, it's definitely an important part of, you know, of this topic. But even if you were to say, let's just say, for example, you're like, well, what I said didn't hurt them. It's like, okay, well, let's go back to what our original um, point was, is asking yourself is what you're saying in honor of Jesus. Does it bring yeah. honor to Jesus. So that might um, kind of bring in a whole new category of how we talk is not just necessarily worried about like, you know, because then you can always get like, oh, well, that person's just overly sensitive. That's why it hurt them because it's, it, it's them. They're too sensitive. But really, if you start to at, really ask yourself, like, <laughs> is what I just said in honor or to honor to bring honor to Jesus? No, I mean, and I think like it's crazy to think about it. Um, a couple of my buddies um, that we've been we've known each other since like middle school. Um, we basically have certain topics that we tell each other that we're not allowed to touch on. Uh, when we all get together and it's not because we can't talk about everything, but we know there at times can be touchy subjects that we want to make sure that nothing is ever going to be not glorifying God. And it, and it's crazy because like you can think of like, say for instance, if it's, uh, if we know for a fact, a friend likes a certain team and they're out of the playoffs, we'll, we'll text each other and be like, Hey, we know this is a sensitive subject for them. So let's stay away from this. Uh, and it, I mean, when it's just regular time getting together, we just, you know, we just do whatever. But when it's like, hey, we're getting together to sort of like um, sharpen each other or whatever, um, that's when we're like, hey, these are topics that we want to stay away from. But at the same time, and it's and that's where it's being wise, because we want to make sure that it's glorifying God, especially when we're like, hey, because every time you go out and you're doing whatever you're doing, you're doing it to glorify God. Dude, that is not how I grew up with my friends. Like that was one of the, that's one of the hardest things to to get over with. Just um, you know, kind of in that relationship with your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like we grew up like we make fun of each other for fun. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm not gonna be like it, it was something really hard for me to break because. Like for for your example, like oh man, your team's out of the playoffs. Let's not bring it up. That'd be the first thing I brought up. Like yo, your team is out, son. Yeah. How do you yeah, like no, that? No. no, that's why I was saying like if it's just a general hangout, it's all open. But when we're like, hey, we're getting together for like um, like sometimes we'll just get together for breakfast or whatever and just like have like a a devotion day. We'll usually be like, hey, the meaning for this is basically we're getting together for like a Bible study or something like that. So let's sort of deter from our usual. Well, right. And yeah. But what, I, but what I'm saying is that it um, being like that with my friends made me like that just in general. And it was hard to get away from that. Like um, to learn how to speak in a fashion that builds people up. I was not used to that. Like we yeah. don't, we don't build each other up. What, what do you, what are you trying to say something nice to me? What's wrong with you? Like, tell me I'm an idiot and let's move on with our lives. Like that's, oh, that's how I grew up with my friends. And, you know, obviously I, I'm not saying you, you can't joke around with people like you can't because 
there there's people that probably forever we will just make fun of each other and poke fun at each other because that's what we enjoy to do but to first of all let that go too far and to let it bleed into <laughs> how you treat others is a whole different ball game and it's oh, yeah. if if you if that just becomes your habit then it's very hard to control and it could be damaging to other relationships nice. and speaking of colossians um i was reading this this morning and uh in it paul talks about how we need to put aside anger wrath malice slander and abusive language so that that would be kind of another thing to to watch like what does abusive language mean to you and um I, I know why no because I'm, I'm thinking like in my head it's like one of those to where like people will say well this is an abusive language because um it doesn't offend me and that right. technically shouldn't be where you um say what's what's acceptable i like i always tell like like for me i would say like if you feel you can't say it in a job interview or uh, at church uh, or to somebody you basically like a mentor that you know for a fact you respect everything about them, then why would you think you should say it to somebody else? They're not beneath those people. Amen. Amen. How about would you say it in prayer? Oh, that's a perfect like, would, would, would you say it to God if you're <laughs> praying? I, I <laughs> guarantee... I guarantee that'll bring up some questions in your vocabulary. Yeah. No, it's true, but I'm I'm still th I'm thinking of like certain people like in the middle of their prayer getting mad. You've got to be kidding me! <laughs> oh, I want to tell you something, but I can't use this word. <laughs> but no, but no, it's perfect because if you think about it, uh, in the sense of um, how we're watching our words, and uh, yeah. as Paul said, Paul, uh, amazing, amazing. Um, it's just one of those things in the sense of as we control and that's that's the part like for me um, that's one of my biggest things that I told myself like I said for 20 uh, for this year and going on that I want to control my tongue in the beginning uh, it was basically due to the fact that uh, I just didn't didn't really care and now you can say and I mean I thought I cared but I didn't and um, now more you can say like um I, I, well, honestly, like the biggest thing that's, that's really made me watch what I say is, uh, my two-year-old Miles, if I say something, apparently I, we gave birth to a parrot because <laughs> everything is like, I'll, like, I think the one day I said, what up dog? And he goes up to his little brother and was like, what up dog, baby? And, <laughs> and uh, that's when I was like, oh, I have to watch because. I don't want him going out there. If he's going to go out there and represent me, I want him to go out there representing me in Christ. You know what I'm saying? Not representing me in flesh. So I know that you're you're saying this is something you would like to change, but I still think one of the most amazing things is when Miles said, oh, shoot, oh. that <laughs> made me laugh so hard. But I, I understand what you're saying. No, but like, and, it, and I think like it's beautiful in the sense of uh, how we change certain things. And I mean, it's, it's, and I think that's where, like you said, the pastor said the process and trusting him in the process in the sense of understanding that there are things that are going to have to change uh, little by little in order for us to become the person that God designed us to be. And um, uh, I, I think of it in the sense of, you think of an Olympian, uh, Olympic athletes when they, um, Basically, when they want to be an Olympian, they basically have to give up time um, with friends and family because they're putting 100% into whatever, say, say running. Uh, and then they have to change diets. Uh, then they have to change sleeping habits. There's so much in order to be the best that they want to be. In the sense of our Christian life, um, we're going to have to give up certain times in the sense of uh, to basically be able to give some reading time, some prayer time, and you could say giving up you could say the old talk is not going to be easy, but it's going to be the best thing in a sense of, like you said, in our prayer, we're not going to sit there and just be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. But I think also in a sense of um, um, 
my brother was preaching for one day and in the sense of where we use our words um and he said something where a lot of times our words um get us in trouble because we're trying to fix our problems with our words when our words were the cause of the problem and mm. um just like when jesus was tempted um he didn't use his words he used god's words in a sense of speaking to the devil saying how amazing that was in the sense of thinking in a sense of him using his father's words it's also in a sense of us using Christ's words in the sense of fixing our problems. The other thing that Paul talks about in Colossians is slander. Um, so abusive language and slander, kind of talking behind other people's backs, which is a very divisive thing. And kind of I don't know saying saying something about someone that you wouldn't say to their face is I believe abusive language um, I mean we're all guilty of it it's it's kind of you know a very humanist thing to do but definitely something to try and correct yeah which which in some ways, um, you can say, I can understand if you're reaching out to a brother and you're like, hey, these are certain things, somebody you trust that you know for a fact is not going to take it and then start spreading it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. but if you're going to your brother or your sister and you're just like, hey, these are certain things that I want to talk about with the person. I just want to get your opinion, da-da-da. Uh, I could see that. But if you're basically doing it to bash and to bring down and bring glory to yourself, then basically it's something like that, you're fake. Right. And I mean, it, it all comes back to intention and is what you're saying, what you're doing, bringing honor to God. And I didn't want to bring this up. And I was wondering if I get it, if I would get a text from you after I sent you this outline. But um, there's just been so much division. I'm not going to get like I'm not going to get political and I'm not going to get specific, but what I am going to say is that it just, it really pains me to see on social media all of the, all of the hatred and all of the, the divisiveness simply over, you know, obviously lately it's been political views, um, but there is one thing that I cannot stand is using God as a platform to call someone stupid. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Like, posting God hates fill in the blank. Wrong. Incorrect. Stop oh, yeah. doing it. That yeah. is something that is just... Oh, I can't get too far into it because we could probably do a whole episode of that, but it just, it drives me insane. And, you know, it's just the, the time that we live in, you know, that you don't have to say things to people's face anymore. And there's, a, it's a lot harder to, I guarantee some of the people that are posting this stuff on social media would never say it to this person's face ever. No. But it just makes it that much easier that you can sit behind your keyboard. But you know that's that's a whole different <laughs> that's a whole different animal than hiding behind God and spreading hatred with it. That drives me crazy. If you are if you are typing the sentence or reposting the sentence that has to do with God hates this certain people because they believe this way, it's wrong. You're wrong. God doesn't hate. Yeah anyone he loves everyone like <laughs> no no you're you're right no and it's it's one of those in a sense to where people want to sometimes bring christ into it in a sense of like oh he told me this no 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 divvy and that's where it's like that you're 100 percent wrong because in that situation i stand with you in that because honestly part of the podcast was basically just to have regular relationship 
conversations that we have on a daily. And it's very um, draining when you have to. And I mean, I've, I've talked to Aaron about this multiple times in my wife that I was like so tempted just to delete one of my, um, uh, well, delete my Facebook because I just like got sick of seeing so much negative. I would almost say it would be 75% uh, negative and then 25% positive. And honestly, it would be a lot of my sisters and brothers that basically proclaim to be Christians that instead of them showing the love of God and doing different things in the sense of like being that light in this um, test, you know what I'm saying, that we go through with COVID, which is um, a test in the sense of a change. And, um, but it's still one of those things in the sense that we can glorify God in it. Cause like, uh, I mean, just thinking about it, not going, um, yeah, there's COVID and there's restrictions that we can not do. But technically, am I still, uh, I'm still healthy. Uh, I still have a job. I'm still able to get food at when I need, Amen. you know what I'm saying? And I'm still able to spend time with my loved ones. Um, uh, so technically, the only thing that they've restricted me on is basically telling me that I can't go certain places um, for my safety. And I appreciate them trying to do what's best for my family to keep us safe. Because we all, I mean, I want to see Aaron's pretty face. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be, make sure to be safe out of it. But no, like you said, it's very sad when people use God in the sense of um, just just evil. Yeah. Amen. Oh, so after that cheery subject, we're going to move on. <laughs> Something a little, a little cheery. Um, and we're going to talk about... Um, <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I was picturing you no, like teary with your pirate pom poms. Go ahead. What? I don't know. Pirate. It just made me think of. Stop it. You were a lifter, anyways. Didn't happen. <laughs> you're spread. You're spreading slander right now. I rebuke you. Wow. Felt that one. <laughs> um. So we've talked a lot about what not to do. I'm going to talk a little bit about what to do and. Again, we covered a little bit of this in um, in Love Your Neighbor, in the Love Your Neighbor episode, but um, can't really be overstated to serve others rather than wanting to be served, you know, and like, I, I know I've, I've caught myself doing this before where I think I'm going to do something for someone, but then also like, kind of not like what am I going to get out of it but you, you definitely as a human you have a tendency to say well you know what am I going to get out of it <laughs> type of thing and um, you know just to do things for others even if you get nothing personally out of it and i'm going to bring up the the example of we uh me and another friend at work are starting an online bible study and you know it it started from a conversation that he had with me and i, I basically told him like you know we can we can start this this Bible study and the, the, the human, my human side, after we had this conversation, cause it was really exciting. Like, yeah, man, this would be, this would be great. I'm thinking like, man, it's going to take up, take up my time. You know, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to do that. But, um, one thing that I've learned out of doing this, this podcast is even if, and I know this is kind of going <laughs> against what I just said, because the reward totally outweighs the work that I have to put into it. So mm -hmm. I already know that doing this Bible study, doing this gathering, trying to, to help people um, is going to be very rewarding to me, but that shouldn't be my, my sole motivation. Like, all right, I'm going to do this so I can feel good. 
So it really came from the the conversation that that I had with my coworker and him just saying that you know I, I want to do better, I want to do better, but I don't know how. And I told him I was like, you know, I I don't, I don't know if I can help. Like I, I I know I can share with you what I've learned, and but honestly, to to say that you know we're gonna get two, three, five, fifteen people together and go through a Bible reading or, you know, a discussion topic or whatever. And to get that many points of view to to have that iron sharpening iron, to have people together trying to move towards their goal of being in relationship with God and getting closer in relationship with God. I mean that's that's being the church outside of the church you know what i'm saying like that's that's something that anyone can do like i i'm not a bible scholar like i i've i read the bible but i i'm not you know i didn't go to seminary i don't know ancient greek i i can't do all of those things but at the same time to to supplement what you're already doing with something like that to where just it doesn't have to be all right we read 30 chapters this week read read one chat i mean read whatever and then just get together and talk about it because you never know what someone is going to to find or what it's going to say to them it's going to say something maybe different than what it's saying to you and getting those different points of view is so powerful no very true and I think that's where it's literally or something like that, just encouraging the next person so that way you can, if you can't do something in a sense of growing each other or something like that, then growing yourself is just selfish. You want to sort of like spread knowledge, spread any anything in a sense of Christ or whatever, some, so that way you can be with each other. Like they, like they always say, never neglect the gathering of saints. You know what I'm saying? This is a perfect opportunity for um, those that are able to, to connect in a different way. So the last thing we want to talk about is something that is difficult, but can be very important, especially for a new Christian or really anyone who is trying to put effort into every part of your life being an honor to God. And it's to realize when it's maybe time to cut ties with a relationship or at the very least pull back. And it's when a relationship you have is detrimental to your relationship with God. And I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be like instantaneous, like, Oh, well this, this relationship isn't, you know, isn't bringing honor to God or whatever. It doesn't mean you shouldn't try. But there definitely does come a time where a relationship, if it is keeping you from growing, if it is keeping you from honoring your relationship with God, it could be time to pull back. And if it continues, then it might be the best course of action is to cut ties completely and just pray for that person and hope that, you know, they can come back and be you two can have a mutually beneficial relationship that allows you to grow in a relationship with God and each other. Yeah. And I think like for me was when I had to realize like, when was it time to start cutting ties? Now that you can say like, there's a time where you can say like, you try to have a conversation and you're like, Hey, I can't go this way anymore. We can't do the things that we used to do. Um, and, that's where you'll know if they respect you in a sense of saying you're right. Yeah. We need to be different or if they laugh or just like, you know, whatever, because like the biggest thing I look at when I have brothers in the Lord is I look for an accountability partner, somebody that's going to, somebody I can lean on somebody that, you know what I'm saying? They know the ways of this world and they know how Christ is. So that way we can um, do things so much better. Right. And I mean, 
it, it, it's also not to say like if you're if you're cutting ties with this person like what if it's someone at work you know it, when you see him are you gonna run as fast as you can away from them <laughs> you know what i mean but it, you know, look at him be like yeah <laughs> i mean it, it could be as simple as not allowing them to have such a loud voice in your life anymore you know what i mean like it could be just questioning like man i've because when you spend a lot of time with someone, you, you give them a, a voice into your life, you can take on like their their personality traits. You know what I'm saying? Like you can become more like them instead of, you know, trying to be more like Christ. And it could be something just as simple as, you know, I'm going to work on my relationship with God and I'm not going to allow this person to have this loud voice into my life that they once did. They're not going to have the influence that they once had on me. Next time we're going to dive into glorifying God at work. And I know that's a that that's a personal favorite of mine. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk about that one just because it's really easy to hate your job <laughs> and, um, just allowing yourself to have your mind renewed and view going to work in a different way can make a life changing difference. And I can attest to that. So we're going to talk about that. And whether it be in that episode or another episode, we're also going to talk about glorifying God and what we watch, what we listen to, and how we use our free time. So um, we'll be working real hard to, uh, to get those ready for you. We thank you for joining us. Um, please remember to like, share, subscribe, and... Um, if you'd like to email us, we have an email. It's the other 165 hours at gmail.com. If uh, you want to send us a, a personal message, it'll just be us looking at it. And uh, join us next time as we study glorifying God in all things. And have a blessed day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please uh, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. And we hope you continue to join us on our mission to not only live for God for three hours a week at church, but also for our other 165. Have a blessed day.